0: Real. Even though what we, do is we still hustle till the sun come up, crack a 40 when the sun go down, it's a cold winter, y'all better bundle
1: up, and I better be a hotter summer rapper, and you just to rock it down, you hot now, listen up, don't you know cops sole purpose is to lock us down, and throw away the king, but without this drunk? your kids ain't got
2: all right here we go another week is coming gone we're late again it's a Thursday night but anyway we're here another look back week sweet 16 as as some of us would call it it was sweet enough that the Eagles finally got off the snide here after a tough cup after a tough month and three straight losses they finally got their ass back together on on Christmas Day and gave everybody here a good Christmas gift. A victory though like everything in 2023 not easy not 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 very difficult because it was a game they should have easily won but they didn't a couple mistakes a couple of shenanigans tj shenanigans and this game nearly went the other way but luckily everything went well Jalen Hurts, for the most part, played very well. They ran the ball, probably the best they've run in maybe two months with DeAndre Swift. Defense played well enough, well enough. Obviously, we might have a new corner, a new, a new corner out of this this new bunch of youngsters. We'll talk about him coming up. But obviously, the Eagles did a great job. And we also got potential help as well from, from a – From our friends down south just to the south of us but we'll talk about that also in a moment but gentlemen i know y'all christmases were good i'm sure but what do y'all think eagles are are okay it's just one game but are they are do you feel better about it or you still the same about it as we get closer and closer to the postseason
1: yeah, well I mean, dude, I don't feel any better. I mean, it's it's the same old story that we've had all year. And I'm I'm, you know, I don't know about you guys. I'm just tired of talking about it, man, because every week it's the same thing. Aside from those last three weeks, it's the same thing every week, you know. Oh, we played a good half and then we gave up the lead, or we played terrible in the first half and then we made a blurry comeback in the second yeah. half. But either way, we play for one half and then we go to shit. And uh, you know. Maybe the defense was slightly better. At least we, Keeley Ringo looks like a major. Arizona player.
2: Cardinals flying east for New Year's.
1: Over uh, – uh, what was that? He, yeah, he looks like maybe an improvement over James Bradbury. But, again, it's the same old story, man. Same game as every other game we've seen this year. I'm kind of tired of talking about it. When At this point, this is the team we got, you know. Maybe they get it together. Maybe there's, oh. they, there's something – Maybe they can do something with Matt Patricia and if, if Slay comes back and they bench Key and they bench Bradbury, but unlikely. You know, this is a team we got. are gonna play a half and then play terrible. So you know, it is what it is. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah.
3: It's uh <laughs> I it, said it is frustrating to uh see a team. That you know is better than what we're seeing. Now this was a beautiful punt return that,
0: ironically, I missed
3: because for the first I missed the first like five minutes because I was actually uh, uh, eating dinner. But I checked my phone and I saw oh seven nothing quickly, like that. I like that. So they you know they uh, they jumped on him as you saw, uh, got down there. And uh, we did our, our brotherly shove. I don't like that tush-push nonsense. And got in the end zone. And then their boy p- kicked, was happy to kick a long field goal. But the Eagles, besides uh, well, this little um, gaff, but still got the catch. So a uh, new tight end that uh, got his first catch. Uh, he was pumped up. <laughs> Whose name I forgot already. So maybe um, we don't need Zach Ertz. I don't know. We're guys still sitting home somewhere. And uh, it was good to see Smith uh, on on that play. Good to see that the Eagles looked uh, much sharper in the first half. And I'm thinking, all right, on our way to a nice beating. And then the Giants decide to bench uh, Rob's favorite boy, and they bring it into
2: it,
3: but people were saying, "Oh, well, what if happened if he had played the if Tyrod played the whole game?" I still say we went. Tyrod didn't do much. He, he got away with that stupid, well, our stupid turnover, uh, and, and just handed the ball off to Barkley. That was an easy touchdown. And the only thing he did was the one big bomb, where um, our, our safety just looked. Really, really sad on that one. And of course, we gave him this. So, Tyra Taylor didn't do much. He's better, yes. But um, I wouldn't have expected um, us to lose. We just got to fix the dumb stuff like this. And one of the things that on this play that we're looking at here, the interception where Goddard slipping. Yes, Goddard did fall. If it didn't fall, most likely it would not have happened. The play right before that, Uh, Hurts, unfortunately, is making the mistake of looking down his receivers. And he threw it, and it got deflected by a Giant on the previous play. So it wasn't surprising that the Giant was in position for this interception because he's looking them down. I need you to do a better job of looking receivers off. So whatever you got to do to fix that, and I know he can, but he's locking down. And now that was a beautiful play there, but we were on the verge of, it was third and 20 only up by two things are getting shaky, but they held on and won. So I'm going to live on the positives and go get the three, 11 and four. And as we roll into the playoffs, I just have to accept that this is the team I got and hope that it's enough to win. So playoff game.
2: We'll see.
4: Uh, what I'll say about this game uh real quick it's that you know we played a good first half we were up 20 to 3 um and you know we got the early lead which was good uh but the you know the giants when they switched when they switched to taylor uh you know kind of changed the game a little bit as it gave them a little spark uh so you got to give it to them for hanging with us. But, you know, we didn't do much in the second half. Um, but other than that, uh, you know, we prevailed in the end and we snapped our uh, three-game losing streak and in a game we were supposed to win.
2: Well, I mean, just watching this game on, on Monday, everything's behind a day, seems like. But, yeah... I was kind of surprised they took out my boy. You know, apparently South Philadelphia was a little too tough for him, even though it's kind of like home up there in Newark. But, you know, obviously he just – it was overwhelming for him. He just could not get anything down the field. Like I said, there's not a lot of weapons, and pretty much the Giants don't have any weapons. They only have Darius Slayton and and Darren Waller, and Darren Waller is basically his, shelf, his former shelf. And, apparently, and Saquon has always had troubles against the Eagles over the years. So, I mean, obviously the first half went great, but the second half obviously didn't. And I think the Giants kind of realized the Eagles' weaknesses. One thing we didn't have those weaknesses is is, is special teams. And 13 hitting, hitting. Uh, what's his name, Boston Scott was a bad move, and it changed the momentum. And it's given Giants new life, and then, the slip up of Goddard led to the pick six and I, I freaked out, basically. I can't believe that this is happening again. They're gonna lose at this crappy team. Mm-hmm. But luckily, we we threw the ball well, we ran the ball well, and that's difference. But yeah, Tyrod Taylor, you know, he did it, he did what he had to do, you know, backup quarterback, that's all he's been his entire career. And obviously he did he did enough to make this a game. Again. It has to come down to the final play of the game too many times this year. You know, yeah, but this is what we are. We are a seat of our pants team. We're just not going to be a team that's going to blow teams out 40 to 10 every week like other teams in this league has done this year. It's just tough. I mean, you know, coaching has been bad this year. It hasn't been as good the last couple of years, or at least last year, because we were in the Super Bowl last year coaching was really good but we have to do what we have to do with we have to deal what we deal with but we're still 11 and 4 like Kwame says that's still good enough this team is still good enough to get at least to the NFC championship game now can we get past that point who knows but this team is still in the mix and we gotta help and we're going to talk about that here in a couple here in a few more minutes but obviously this team is still what they are. They're just they're, they just get by like me. They get by. They they find a way. And you know, unfortunately, we play our boy Jonathan Gannon's team on Sunday. You know, <laughs> and it's funny, Matt. You, you I remember how much you ridiculed him over the last two years, and our defense this year is even worse off than he than he when he was running it, because the side probably is done. Patricia is no no better. You know, here we go. Let's bring Steph Joyner back in. The Steph Joyner rumors. But at the end of the day, we just have to we just have to deal what we deal with. This is still a decent team. We're gonna get we're going we're in the playoffs. We're probably gonna win this division. We'll be the two C most likely. And we still have a path to get to Santa Clara and face the 49ers when it for, for the shot for a shot at at Vegas so i still i feel i i feel confident but i'm cautious mm-hmm.
1: yeah well i'm not even going to say anything about Seth Joiner but i will say um when it, the one thing a positive i see it is is on defense here uh maybe they got something they can work with in the secondary um cuz Avante Maddox is supposed to be back this week which is going to solidify the slot position again um, on the outside slay. Maybe, maybe he's not, you know, had been an all pro this year, but he's been better than Philly fans give him credit for. He's been at least ab- averaged above average. Um, and then that other, the other, the main problem that we've had is James Bradbury on the outside, but um, Keely Ringo has shown something and you know the, the combination of those three. Maybe that helps solidify the secondary. Um, the way they use Bradbury this week, actually, he was actually pretty effective. You know, sort of lining up more on the inside and covering Darren Waller, the tight end. Um, so maybe they can work something with the personnel they still they have to actually have a half decent secondary come playoff time. But they do have to blitz, man. I mean, I'm not I'm not a Seth Joiner fan in terms of this guy. You know. Philly fans love buddy ball and all that nonsense. You can't bring the house like you used to, but they do have to blitz more because that front four is not getting home to the quarterback lately. So they got to figure out a way to get some more pressure on the quarterback as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Um, it's funny you bring that up. It's, um, it's obviously our next um, opponent. Mr. Gannon makes a returns to the, the link. <laughs> and last year man we were all giving ripping them for what was going on and the only thing i kept saying and and my dad was one of the worst like he, he my dad just said this year he hope he goes zero and 18. i mean <laughs> and uh i 17. but i kept saying even though we're ripping them i could look at the numbers and we were top in most categories Beating the league in sacks last year. Now we're like mid-middle of the pack, 20th or something like that. Um, We – turnovers. Woo! We were grabbing turnovers last year. Ah, We don't know how to get them uh, unless they're handed right to us. So, uh, so now the defense we look at as the big hole, and we're also looking at our offense because we don't understand what the play calling is going on here either. So, uh, uh, that the Eagles are almost surviving with the lack of, let's say, knowledge, lack of intellect, the loss of our coordinators um, that got us to the Super Bowl, um, the loss of our coordinators that got us to win the Super Bowl five years ago. Who knows if you could keep them, but you know you can't. You know, when you have, when you're a Super Bowl winner, Super Bowl contender, Hey, those coordinators are high property, and that makes sense. So, so, no one gets to keep their guys forever. And some people are even saying maybe the Chiefs struggles are missing the enemy. Now Washington still sucks, but maybe he fits for them. Like Nick Foles can't play for anyone else, but Philly, the guys are ring. So I don't know what to say in terms of this year. Nothing we can do to fix those things now. Um, all we can do right now is um, for us as fans is just hope that they see their issues can solve their issues and that the other teams aren't smart enough to take advantage uh, of those issues. But the last thing I will say is that stat wise is one of the best statistical games we've had in terms of yards. We've been out yarded even on the games we were winning uh, for the, like almost past six, three weeks. I think <laughs> we've been out game, but we, Put up 465 yards to 292. So that's huge. Hertz final looks like that's quarterback stats 24 for 38, 301, touchdown, and of course the one pick six. And we had we ran 170 yards. I, that that part is what I love. That 170 on the ground. We just made sure that we pounded them, but then for some real reason we seem to go away from it. Then we'll remember to come back to it. So that's where it gets goofy uh for me. But overall. I said, happy for the win. Come on, Cardinals.
4: I mean, the only thing I'll say, you know, like you said, Kwame, you know, bring on the Cardinals, but I think uh, – I just think we're going to soar over the, the Cardinals and uh, we'll be the better bird team. You know, we're both playing the birds, but we are the birds. That's right, the bigger and, bird. Uh, yeah, so – I think I uh, think this is the game where you know we have to set you know the bar for us if we you know want to contend for the number one seed. But right now we're the two seed, so uh, I just think we'll we'll beat the Cardinals by at least like twelve points.
2: Well, sure. like I said, the problem you know I took well we'll talk about it in our in our pickup segment. I just had no confidence in the fact that they were gonna blow out a team because they haven't done it all year. Two wins out of eleven by double digits, by two possessions, and both for 14 points. So I mean, we're just a scrappy team. But that doesn't mean that we're a bad team or we're a lesser team than last year. Like I said, when the season began, I told y'all we weren't gonna be as, you know, 13 and 14 and three is it's like a pipe dream. That just doesn't happen very often, especially here. We're going to – a tougher schedule, tougher opponents. You know, we we level down a little bit. But still, this is still a very good team. This is still a team that, you know, people are going to take seriously. I mean, Colin Coward takes shots at a lot of teams in the NFL. He takes a lot of shots. But he's been very respectful for Philly. He's got a lot of love for Philly. Still believes that they can – potentially win the conference at least but that i'm not listening to Colin coward like he's the master and i and i have to listen everybody has an opinion so at the end of the day but he has a respectful opinion and others you know they they go by whatever they feel like but this team is still good enough i still believe this team is still good enough and at the end of the day i think that long term will be all right it's just that we have to you know execute we have to play better defense we and more importantly more importantly the big one don't turn the football over if you do do that you're you're probably in better shape Besides that 49ers game a couple of months a couple of weeks ago but but at the end of the day we're still we're still in good shape we won that matters Dallas loss. That matters. The NFC East has to go through us. They know it. We know it. Everybody knows it. The only way Dallas wins this division, is if they have a better record than us, if they t- they can't win behind or tied, they have to win 12. That's the only way they're going to get there. They're not going to get there. All right. Now, like I said, I've mentioned that it's it was a very good Christmas for us. And it was an even better Christmas later on that night. Obviously, the 49ers, Matt's favorite team, Mr. Delusional about it, his, 40, his 49ers, who've been b- playing bullies to all of us over the last several weeks, finally got their ass where it's at and got bullied themselves by my Ravens. They knocked on the door, they stomped it down, and they curb stomped their ass. Brock Purdy made that defense made him his bitch. Made him their bitch. And four, not one, not two, not three, four picks on him. Basically, they did what they did. They did what they did. And the Ravens now have the best record and the key, most likely, to winning at least the AFC. And that's good for me because. I'm going to get a lot of money if that's the case. But, Here but obviously, the problem is now that the Ravens did beat the 49ers, who seemed like for for a while unbeatable. What do you do? How do, how do you beat this team? Did the Ravens do something, or did they have an idea of how to beat Purdy? And, and look, Purdy is what he is. But did the Ravens? Send, send a message to us or the Cowboys or even the Detroit Lions. If we have to go to Santa Clara and face this team, did they provide a blueprint on how to beat this 49ers team? Or is the 49ers still the the clear favorite in the conference and it's just the Ravens and they're just the best team in the league?
1: Well, first of all, I don't know how you're trying to say that they're, that they're my 49ers. I'm the one that's been <laughs> saying all year that they're overrated. You're the one that's been – Scared hiding under your sheets. Scared of the Brock Purdy, <laughs> the Bird, Buggy, Buggy <laughs> Man all year, man. Um, but, you know, you, this isn't anything new. I've been saying it all year. The, the, the Ravens didn't do anything special that I haven't been saying all year. The blueprints already been out on the Niners since, really, since the playoffs last year. They're, they're a front-running team, just like the Cowboys. They get up early, and they're going to pile on the points. Hit, But you come out, punch them in the mouth, get up early on them and make Brock Purdy have to beat you. He's not going to do it. And this team's going to fall. And that's exactly what they did. And, you know, that's what I've been saying all along. This team's overrated. Um, I don't know. They, they, they're still probably the favorites in the NFC because they still have the number one seed. We'll see how that turns out. But, you know, I, I'm i not going to say that they have that number one seed locked up this week. They have a nice easy matchup, but the Rams in week 18, The Rams are going to be fighting for a playoff spot. So that's not going to be some gimme game. They almost lost to the Rams earlier in the year. So, yeah, I think they're overrated. If they get home field, they're still the favorite. If the Eagles – well, I don't don't even know that I would say the Eagles because I got no faith in them at the moment. But the Lions could take them the way the Lions are playing. So – Still, I, I that right now, the way the Eagles are playing, I still think the Niners are the favorite, but yeah, they're not my team, they're your team, man. You're the one that's been sweating them all year, <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, yeah, I enjoyed this uh, this game, and I, as I texted out to uh, some of my buddies, that um, I got to experience the Christmas trifecta that was going down. Eagles winning, and San Fran going down. Couldn't have asked for anything better. Oh, I could. I made a few dollars on a bet. Thank good. you, Dolphins. <laughs> I gotta go pick that up later tomorrow. So, it all worked out nice. And for the Ravens to go in there, and um, initially, uh, it looked <laughs> kind of shaky when you give up a safety because the official falls into the end zone and you kind of trip over him. So I thought, oh, boy, this is not going to go well. And there's, and then you see in the second half, Aguilar getting touchdowns. <laughs> Doing making moves in the end zone. And uh, you see them just intercepting Brock. One, two, three, four. Loved it. Loved every everyone's benefit. And what did they do? Nothing too fancy. Pressure. Brock is as, and it's not a uh, it's not negative to say this, but he's a system quarterback. I know people argue on the radio about what does that mean, but he just fits in their system. When everything is just right, he's right. And Eagles, when we played him, got him to do everything just right. Except when we played him last year in the conference championship, we knocked his block off and that was it. But if you just stay in this guy's face, and on the flip side, when you watch this game, what did the 49ers do on defense? They tried to stay in their lanes because they were too afraid to get in uh, Jackson's face because Jackson would run around them <laughs> and create a play. And as we saw, he did anyway. So you saw two different uh, defensive schemes on how to handle the different quarterbacks ravens bum rushed got in his face collapsed the pocket around him because they know he's not going to do anything running and uh, the ravens tried their best to stay in their lanes but it didn't work anyway but that's what you gotta do with him take either take him uh, make him feel that he has to get rid of the ball too fast so he like getting happy feet or you take care out of his, one of his receivers. Just take out one of them. So it just messes up his whole pattern. And the main one, if you take out Debo, we already saw earlier this year remove him, he doesn't know what to do. Now, this time, he was there, still didn't know what to do. <laughs> so, so, but this shows me is that every team is vulnerable. Uh, and I said that anyway after they had a three game losing streak, but people had 49ers in defensive, you know, that's totally unbeatable. Because of what they did to us, and uh, and and what they did after they went home and beat up on the Cardinals, and stuff. Oh, everybody can be beat. So, thank you, Lamar and company, for giving me uh, a good Christmas evening. Uh, What I will say
4: is that I was kind of surprised that the Ravens, uh, you know, beat down the Forty Nine ers like they did. In the end, um, you know, Lamar Jackson proved maybe he should be the uh, real life fantasy MVP in this game. So now Purdy can take a back seat on that department oh. and uh, and the Ravens look like the team to beat in the AFC.
2: You know, um, I had to hear after after we got our ass whipped by this team, we, we had to hear from those forty nine fans, especially on Facebook for for Lasts forever. It seems like I'm glad the other team came through and shut and shut them the fuck up. Oh man, this was I didn't I didn't see it coming. I thought I mean I'm glad it was a good game, but I did not see them doing that. But like I said, it's 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 funny how how much Brock Purdy is what he is. He is what he is, and teams are just don't do anything to him. But the Ravens are not that kind of defense to just play games with. And he better be glad this is a decent de- this is not the defense of Ray Lewis and Ed Reed and Terrell Suggs. That would be the end. There would be bodies, three bodies everywhere. And at the fourth quarter, Brock's not even in the game, and either is Trent Williams. And Trent Williams not being in the game is even more surprising because he's the best left tackle in the league. You can we can all agree. No matter what you think of how of the forty nine ers, he is the best lap tackle in the NFL. And if he's not out there, this team is nowhere going nowhere. I mean, you got Sam Darnold, that sucker. He's out there trying to make plays. I mean, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. And the fact that it's almost like, as an Eagles fan and a Ravens fan, when when we got our ass whipped, we had I had a plan B. I didn't think I had a plan B. But I had a plan B, the Ravens. And they, and they destroyed them. And they destroyed them. Uh, well, not destroy them, but they beat them down. And did like you? I said, I did, say, I did say a few weeks ago that in, in our top five list that the 49ers at home is a little bit easier to deal with than at, than when they come to your place. Because they, they have played a little more shakier at home than they've done on the road, which is weird. Kind of a weird mi- mindset. Why Dallas needs the home field advantage, the 49ers at home might be a little more shakier th- than you would think. So, I mean, I'm not giving up on this season, and we shouldn't give up on this season. But obviously, the 49ers, you're either going to find a way to get them, like the Ravens did, or you're not, and they're going to win the conference and maybe even engage even further. So, really, I think that at the end of the day, we saw what we've seen out of this 49ers team. Unfortunately, we we couldn't execute the way the Ravens could execute, and other teams, sadly, couldn't do it either. But we'll see what happens when we get to next month, because 49ers are going to be the one seed. I can't see them losing these last two games. I mean, they're playing the Commanders this weekend. Come on. Come on. Let's be honest. The Commanders. Mm -hmm. And and then the rams obviously that's going to be a, a tougher game since it is in santa clara but they should win that one and then we'll we'll see who who goes out there and tries to take them down if they got any i mean everybody gets film everybody's got film of that game it's it's a it's a well orchestrated s- supply everybody gets film of everybody so they'll have to study that film and we'll see if anybody's got the balls to go out there and do what the Ravens did on Christmas night. We'll see. But yeah. speaking of what's going on in around the league, we're down to the final. We're down to the final weeks of the season, and teams are fighting for playoff positioning. And like I said, we do this every year. I mean, obviously, we're going to do this again. The stocks of these teams. What percentage do they have to get into the postseason these last two weeks? I'll just give you a team and there's going to be a lot of them, but we're going to go quickly, but you just give me a percentage of what they have. And we'll start in the NFC. I believe the Rams, I think the Rams are going to be all right, but we'll, we'll give them a, we'll, we'll give them a shout out here. So let's start with the Rams and their, and their chances of being playing super wildcard weekend. All
1: right. So with the Rams, yeah, they're going to, I think they're going to definitely make the playoffs. Um, they just been playing really well, but yeah, um, one last thing for the Niners, just pointing it out, man. There's one of us has been saying for the last I don't know six or seven weeks now that the that Ra- the Ravens get, we're going to whoop that Forty Nine er ass, and it wasn't you, Mister Ravens fan. It's been me. So you know, you've been scared of them. I've been telling you that for a month and a half now that the Ravens are going to beat win that game, and we'll get to their picks soon enough. But uh, yeah, definitely the, the Rams are making the playoffs.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um and let me share this. Yeah, I think and what a surprise. I well because the way this season started, um I was not expecting to see the Rams anywhere nearby, especially after you know, after they won the Super Bowl, they gave up everything to get there. And I think Stafford had anything left. But there he is. So I'll give him credit for that. That uh he still has something left in the tank. And then they find that through Puga, whatever his name, um, to come in there and help Cooper out. So looking all right. And you see that this is the end of their schedule, the Giants and San Fran. So they Rams got hit the road. And this week the NFC West comes to the NFC East. All almost everybody. Rams going oh. to New York, Cardinals coming here, San Fran going to Washington. Um and they're all playing at 1 o'clock. Interesting. 10 o'clock their time. So can we all take advantage of this? Um, let's see. But the Giants are really bad. And Washington's really bad. So um, not. I do think the Rams will win. And as San Fran, going to be interesting. The Rams have a unique – they're sort of a San Fran killer. Like They, they can do it. Um, and even in the – hope they meet in the playoffs if if that's what it comes down to because I think they're the team that could actually take them out.
4: Uh, For me, about the Rams, uh, I'll say they have like a 65% chance to make the playoffs. Uh, Right now, they're playing good, uh, especially over the last few weeks. So that's their percentage.
2: All right, we're going to – obviously, we'll continue here. Big matchup on Sunday Night Football that we'll obviously preview on Sunday and obviously we'll look into now. Obviously, the Packers and the Vikings are playing each other in a playoff eliminator because the loser of the game
1: is out. They're not making the playoffs.
2: So between the two of them, what's their percentage?
1: All right. Well, yeah, like you said, whoever win- loses this game is out. Um, then you look at the following week, Green Bay plays Chicago – Minnesota plays Detroit, I and mean, uh, obviously Detroit's a much tougher matchup than Chicago, but Chicago's playing tough. But uh, um, I think Green Bay's going to win this game, so I'm giving Minnesota pretty much a zero. And for Green Bay, I think if they win this one, they have a good shot at making the playoffs. I'm going to give them a 60% chance.
3: Okay. As you see here, I'm showing the screen here, the NFL's um, – website and they have a little breakdown of playoff probability that they have. And like I said, the, the, you mentioned the Packers and uh, the Vikings. Right now, they believe the Packers is 26% of the chance of making the playoffs. Vikings at 30. So neither one's in a po- positive realm to get in. I think that's going to be a good game, even though I don't know why that's on Sunday night football. There are better opportunities to watch. They're both losers. <laughs> but the playoffs are on the line for them. i still going to lean on the Vikings. I think the Vikings, so because of that, I think they'll have about 50% chance if they win, as it says here. So I'm not lean on that. I think they'll win this game and eliminate the Packers pretty much at the playoff spot.
4: Uh, I mean I'm gonna agree with Matt uh I think the the Packers are gonna win this game on Sunday night because uh they just benched Mullins um so well, that, that might, might be a good thing be, yeah, <laughs> so, so the Packers are gonna go win that game the Bears could give them a challenge the following week but uh, I think they have a less than 60 percent chance to make the playoffs though so. Maybe I'll go
1: 40%. Yeah, I didn't even hear that until you just said that. Um, I guess they're starting Jared Hall. I mean, this team's just bouncing from quarterback to quarterback.
2: <laughs> Vikings. <laughs> Typical Vikings.
1: Yeah, Losers,
2: yeah. all of them. That stupid skull chant to hold their nuts while they're doing it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, all right. Yeah. Now we have a dilemma after this. The NFC South. Three teams separated by one game. Somebody's got to win it. There's still an, uh, uh, even though it's very slim, outside chance. Two could get in. Two of them could get in, but it's very slim. But obviously the Bucs have turned up the heat here the last couple of weeks, and they've taken over at least first place. I picked the Saints when I started the season. Still has a chance, and they play them on Sunday in a very critical matchup, maybe the most critical game in this division because re- basically the winner of this game goes to the playoffs. Atlanta still has a sliver chance. They're coming off a big win. Sorry, John, your Colts—they had they, 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 they desperate, they desperate, and they're desperate because there's an ultimatum for the Atlanta. Arthur Smith been told make the playoffs or else. So mm. the Falcons are in a very must-win situation these final two weeks. So give me a percentage between the three of them and and their chances.
1: All right. Well, if you could look at the schedule quick, um, the Bucs play the Saints this weekend. If the Bucs win, they win the division. Um, after that, they play Carolina. Um, Atlanta plays um Chicago. And then they play the saints in week 18. So, I mean, the saints obviously play the Bucks and Atlanta. So if the, if the saints win both, I guess they could win the division, but either way, I got no faith in Atlanta. I've been, I I said earlier in the year, I was off the Arthur Smith uh, bandwagon. Um, He just doesn't, I I just don't think he uses his players properly. Um, The saints I've been off their bandwagon for a long time. And the way the bucks are playing, I think they're going to win this weekend and, that's going to be it. So I'm going to say, okay, percentage, I'll give you a at, I'm going to say 80% for the Bucks. I'll say, um, I'll say 15% for Atlanta. And I'm going to say 0% for the Saints. Cause I don't think they're winning out. Uh, no way.
3: Yeah. I'm yeah. That NSC South is something. Um, but I will say this. I was, I'm going to pull up the numbers here again. The um, – I never had much I – I've never had any faith in any, any of the teams down there. Um, beginning of the season, Tampa Bay you know, looked, started off looking good, um, and they were 2-0. And then the Eagles went down there 2-0, and we just smothered them second half and won the game by double digits. Now, then the Buccaneers kind of went, that that game was kind of shook them around, because they just kind of wobbled after that. And the whole division was losers for several weeks at the top, continuously. However, the past two weeks, maybe even three, looks like Baker Mayfield fin- figured something out. I think you're starting to understand this team to go to Green Bay two weeks ago and put up a perfect passer rating. Um, come home as, 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 uh, this Sunday um, and, and, and take care of their cross-state rivals. Um, and he did not throw any picks. I, was say, I think it's two straight games with no interceptions. So, I'm leaning on the Buccaneers to win the division. They'll win Sunday eliminate the Saints and move on um so i'll give them a 100% chance right now it's at 86% and i give the saints and the falcons zero they're not getting a wild card obviously and uh they just need to rethink some things this offseason season. well with me um
4: yeah. well uh I'll say, you know, I think I originally picked the Saints to win the division. I mean, I kinda don't think it's gonna happen now because now the Bucks been playing well, but uh I mean I'm gonna take a, a chance and go with the Saints to win this matchup this week. Um and they should be able to beat the Falcons in the, the following week, so I think they have, realistically, probably a fifty percent chance to win. Uh, the Bucks will probably be, they probably have a better chance. Really, probably like sixty or seventy percent. The Falcons, they're probably less than twenty percent, so we'll give them twenty percent.
1: Yeah, all right. we to consider too, um, and I think I'm pretty sure um, all Tampa has to do is win one of their next two. So even if they lose this, if they beat Carolina next week, they still win the division.
0: So, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. All right. Well, all right.
2: Well, we we don't have to worry about the Bears. They're 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 out. I don't even know why they're even on this page.
0: Yeah.
2: Now we move to the AFC, and now it gets interesting. Well, the NFC is pretty interesting itself, but the AFC is pretty interesting. Obviously. We already know Ravens and Dolphins that's a major matchup they're already in we know about that. We also know that uh this uh what are the other divisions here? The north the north is still, yeah those two divisions are pretty much solid even though the Dolphins isn't a lot to win the AFC East, they're 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 in so they can't be they can't be any worse than a 50 or 60 but there's still a lot of teams still fighting still fighting and fighting. I know the Buffalo Bills have has turned their season around after being at one point barely at 500 and not going any further they were 6 and 6. But they but I can't trust them in these last two games. Even though it looks good, they can they can screw it up in these final two weeks and they could be out. So what's the percentage for the Bills? Even though it looks like they have a wild card spot almost locked. It's now lacked. Nothing's lack in this in this AFC, the way things have been lately. So percentage Buffalo Bills.
1: Yeah, well, um, with the Bills, you know, they're down, they're behind Miami by two games with two games left. But Miami plays Baltimore in Baltimore this week, and Buffalo plays the Patriots. So and then they play each other in week, next week in week eighteen. So there's a good chance that that week 18 game is going to be for the division on top of Buffalo. You know, if they win this week, they have 10 wins on the season. So um, I think they make the playoffs. I think it's maybe not a lock, but I'm going to put it at about
0: 85%.
3: Yeah. Pretty much ditto. Um, it's, uh, everything's lining up pretty nicely for them. They get to get the Patriots. Should smoke him. And then Miami's got to come up to be more Even though be is only favored by three, which is interesting. And Waddle's out. It's an interesting unless they just feel that Baltimore put out everything they had on the Sunday, Monday night game. But I still think Baltimore will pull it off. My, Miami leaving the road, going on the road, coming to Paris, going to be chilly. So I think that's going to lead to a nice showdown the following week. So I say the Buffalo has a ninety percent chance of making the playoffs. Make mine short
4: here. Uh, I think Buffalo they when uh, I mean, they should be able to beat the Patriots, but it's just going to come down to that Week eighteen game. But they they still have a pretty good chance to make the playoffs. Uh, I'll keep it like eighty seven
2: percent. Now Cleveland plays here shortly. They're at ten victories. Pretty much, ten is a lock in the AFC to get in. So we're not going to put a percentage on them. I believe we we all agree they're in. They're we're mm-hmm. all unanimously agreed that they're in.
4: Yes, but I will say but, about that uh, about the Browns. Uh, they just ruled out Mari Cooper for this game.
2: Yeah, but yeah. it's still the Jets. Still the Jets. They're still playing still the, the Jets. Jets, right? But but let's look at the other two teams that are, still could play a factor. We pretty much also know that the inevitable is not going to happen this year. The myth is not going to be broken as far as all AFC North teams in. It's not going to happen. But there's still an outside chance that there could be a room for one more team. Pittsburgh and Cincinnati are obviously they, they they're hanging on by a string. You know, it's kind of like that loose end song. We're hanging on string now. Don't, don't. Sorry, what, I forgot this, how the song lyrics, I gotta listen to it again. But anyway, hanging on, straight. what's the percentage of those two teams in these final two weeks, even though their quarterback position's a mess and other issues? But there's still a chance they get to 10 wins. 10 wins is a lock to get into the playoffs in the AFC. So, what is their percentage, both of those teams?
1: All right, well, um for the Steelers there is a chance that they could win out and if they do they they there's a good chance they make the playoffs um they play in Seattle this week which you know it's not an easy game but Seattle's not some world beater team um they could win that and then you look at their week 18 game it's it's against Baltimore but you know if Baltimore beats Miami this week they lock up the number 1 seed they got they got nothing to play for they might just play all their backups so you know, if, if if Pittsburgh wins this week and Baltimore wins this week, there's a high probability Pittsburgh gets in. Cincinnati, uh, they got it pretty tough. I don't think they're making it, man. I don't think they have much of a chance. They got KC and then the Browns. Um, yeah, I don't think it's going to happen for them. So I'm going to say the Steelers, I'm going to put them at a 60% chance, and I'm going to put the Browns at a, a, maybe a, I don't know, 20, if that. But you mean Bengals? I mean, yeah, the Bengals, I mean, yeah
3: yeah yeah it's tough and um for the Bengals the Steelers um you know aren't all that special they still got a negative 34 net points um and a lot of, a lot of it came from the, the beginning of the season they got beat down by the 49ers week 1 and the uh, and I'm trying to remember. Who else. So all their wins have been tight, you know, almost like the Eagles. Ironically, we both had to snap out of our three-game skid in the same week. So something about PA, the San Fran came through and beat the both of us. Uh, uh, kind of silly, but because of what's left of their schedule, like you just said, s- Steelers. Um, look like they have a definitely easier ride than the Bengals. Bengals have to go on the road to KC with the dogs by seven. You know, KC ain't mm, all that. But I would lean on the Chiefs pulling that one off. And then, of course, they got to say play the Browns. It all comes down to whether the Browns need it. But same token, the Steelers will be playing the Ravens, and the Ravens most likely will not need it. So I'm still believing on the Steelers, uh, about sixty, sixty-five percent chance of getting in. And the, the Bengals at about thirty.
4: Uh, I think I'm going to agree with Kwame uh, in terms of his percentages, uh, but I'll say the Steelers. I'll drop them to fifty percent, and the Bengals up. I actually put them. I'll put them at thirty-five percent.
2: All right. So, now we have another dilemma. Like the NFC South, the AFC South is is a three-horse race. And, John, I know this this means very much for you because your Colts are in the middle of that race. Jacksonville is basically limping to the finish. About a month ago, they looked like a team that could fight for the one seed. That's long gone. They're going to be the lowest of the division winners. And, unfortunately... Are they are either going to make it? Are they even going to make it because of the injuries to Trevor Lawrence? He is not healthy at all, and he's just trying, basically, patch himself up and try to carry Jacksonville to the end of the regular season. Obviously, Indianapolis—they're coming off a bad loss, John, to your to the Falcons of all teams. And you know, is the Gardner Minshew? Does he have enough to take take them to the playoffs? In, in, in his opportunity situation. And then there's the Houston Texans. What's going on with the Houston Texans? CJ Stroud has the concussion, a bad concussion. He's missed the last two games, and the team is kind of falling apart.
0: He's back and, this
2: week. You know, the, the team is falling apart. It seems like coming off a terrible loss to the to the Browns, they've got me as a Ravens fan a little nervous the way the Browns played on Sunday. They look like a team that could could be tough to deal with. Obviously, Stroud is coming back for these final two weeks, hopefully, fingers crossed, and we'll see how, if he can lock up Offensive Rookie of the Year, but can he also be a big boy and lead, his for the, in his first year, a team to the to the playoffs? You know the drill. What's the percentage of all three of these teams as we get down to it these final two weeks?
1: All right, well, when you look at the schedule, you want to say that the Jags have a really good chance. Um, They play Carolina and then Tennessee to finish out the year. So you want to think that they they could win both, but the way they've been playing, they could lose either of those two games. Um, Just because both teams are bad, I'm going to give them a 50% chance, but I'm not really confident in that. And I'm not, I'm not even getting into tiebreakers. There's so many potential tiebreakers, but it looks like if Jacksonville wins out, they would win the division. Um, and then you look at the other two teams. John, you're Colts. You're playing the Raiders this week, who are tough. And then you play Houston to close out the year. And Houston has Tennessee this week and then the Colts. So uh, I think that Colts-Texans game – I mean, that's 50-50. That could go either way. I think uh, this Colts-Raiders game is kind of 50-50. That could go either way. And I think the Texans have a nice matchup this week against Tennessee. They should win. So I'm going to say 50% chance for Jacksonville. I'm going to say maybe uh, for Houston. I'm going to give them maybe a 25% chance. And for uh, the Colts, I'll give them a 20% chance.
0: Hmm. Okay. As
3: uh, as it stands with the NFL website, they got Jags ours at sixty seven percent, Colts fifty three, and the Texans at thirty seven. The um, yeah, it's interesting. Got five teams in the AFC, eight and seven, and of course three of them are in the same division, the old South. I will say this. Um, I, now there's Trevor? There's I thought I heard he would Um something so I don't know I guess he's playing if he's playing um but he's been dinged up the past few weeks and of course we know by CJ Stroud been out with a concussion and of course it um affected me and my picks there then the Colts you know still living on Gardner Minshew um So it's interesting. I will say, I think even though CJ Stroud is coming back and said we got the Jags, they get to play the Panthers at home this week. You got the Colts at home with the Raiders, who are alive. And, you know, two weeks ago I said maybe easy win, but mm, they're alive. They can still win their AFC West. And then. Um, the Titans, Texans are home. So at least all three got a home game. They got the Titans coming down there. I will say this: if, and this is the if, if CJ Stroud is okay, I'm leaning on them over the Jags. Even though the Jags have the better coach and uh and the like, but um there's something go off with of the Jaguars and they stink at home. So even though they're home, they're they have a losing record. <laughs> Three and five. Uh so even one of those games is England. Um, so I'm gonna say on the if CJ's cool that they have a fifty percent chance of getting named. Jags thirty-five percent and the Colts at twenty-five percent.
4: Um. I mean, I think the uh, the Colts are hanging by their, their teeth right now in that seventh spot. Uh, they got lucky last week with a couple teams losing as well. Uh, do I think uh, they can get into playoffs and be that seventh seed? I think they do, so I still think they have a 50% chance. Uh, the Jags... Uh, you know, do I think they'll actually win a division over the Colts? Probably, so I'll say they're at like a 60 percent. And the Texans, it's all—it's all about CJ Stroud and see how far they can take them with him. Now that he's back, uh, I mean they're still missing Tank Dell. The running game's a little bit better, but it's—I uh, just think they're going to just miss the playoffs. So we'll go, we'll drop down to thirty-five percent
2: all right well see I'm gonna I'm gonna leave the Broncos and the Raiders off of this even though the Raiders are making a small run and they could beat your coach on Sunday John I'm keeping them off just because I just think that there's just too much overcoming they don't have tiebreakers that's why they're at where they're at both of them are under 500 by the way I just don't see everybody's gonna have to lose out for them to make it in and that's the impossible with the way the the league is built right now. Not impossible, I mean, but not like I mean, uh,
4: the Broncos. Now, just got like Wilson.
2: Now, obviously, you know, in the last couple of in the last couple of days, there's been a lot of news. And we'll and we'll and before we get to our segments, have we seen the end of Russell Wilson in the NFL? The bro, the Broncos have decided to cut to part part ways with him. Even though it's not, uh, uh, it's unofficial, but it will be official in a few more months when the twenty twenty four league year begins. So, is Russell Wilson going to have a new job, or is he going to become a dad, a full time dad, and be happy with Sierra and those three kids of hers, of his, and his her oldest son?
3: Are you all sweating him and his babies? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, I, like I, no one hey, else is a he, father.
2: Hey, he got a popular, Hey, he's got he's got he's got a pu- public life. Style it. It's not my hell, I don't know. I'm just
3: saying, there's a lot of fathers in the league.
2: <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but, but but seriously, now, is Russell Wilson's r- NFL has he played his last game in the NFL?
1: If he wants to play, he'll play. Um, these teams will give they'll give any good quarterback. Or previously good quarterback a chance until he they've proven they can't play, and I mean he hasn't proven that he can't play. Um, he's not he hasn't been great, but he hasn't been terrible. He's just not a friend. He's not what he once was. But still, if he wants to play, he'll play.
3: Yep. Does it? Um, yeah. Uh, he'll, he'll have no problem getting the a, a job. I mean. It might be back up, but I think he'll find a starting job in this league next year. Because if you look around, a lot of quarterbacks got injured this year. See if, how many of them uh recover. Um if the Colts get knocked out, he might. Colts might be looking for someone to upgrade them Gardner as one well, spot,
4: Well, we got we got Richardson coming back next
1: year. Yeah, you me Richards Richardson.
3: Richardson Oh, here we that's, that's true. See, I forgot about him that fast, and that's something. Um,
1: Washington and the Giants, though they could be looking,
3: yeah. For a bit. yeah I can see that's, him, that's I true. Him Make his Washington. way to the East Coast, yep. yeah. And the one thing I said all year, and I'll continue to say, the reason they stink was not because of him. Now, I know why he's being benched is not about that, it's not blame, it's money, <laughs> you know. He's about to be owed thirty five million, I think, next year or thirty seven. Anyway, thirty somethings. And Denver's looking and saying, you know what? Oh, oh. We got a lot of things we got to fix here. And in order to fix those things, we got I mean, probably have to start over with a rookie quarterback, a low paying quarterback, so they can address the defensive issues. So when as will just bench him now or seven and eight, there's nothing else to do, but. He had another game where he did two touchdowns, no picks, you know. And that's what he's pretty much doing most of the season. He finished with, I think, 25 touchdowns and seven picks. Something too close to that ratio. That's an excellent ratio. So, yeah, he's still healthy. He'll find a job. And and he says he wants to keep playing, so I don't see no problem there. Yeah, I
4: kind of agree. I think he'll – He'll be with the team next year. I'm thinking it could be for the commanders. Uh, but we'll see where he ends up. But he'll find a place.
2: All right. Also, we'll, we'll see, you know, the, but like that
3: game be. has begun in case you want
2: to. All right. You want to make the make picks? pick? Go ahead. Make the picks. Make the pick for this game.
0: All uh, oh, right.
1: Thursday night. Uh, whatever. Um, I mean, it's the Jets, so I'm not even going to say anything. I'm. Cleveland will win this one with a final score of
3: uh, 26 to 26 to six. Well, you know what? That ain't too far off. Yeah. Even though the Browns are missing Mr. Cooper, it's going to be a victory. Let's um, make it a simple 24 to seven.
4: I'm similar with Kwame uh, with my pick. I'm going to go with the Browns. Even though they're without Cooper, uh, the Browns will take it uh, twenty-four
2: to ten. Well, after that historic performance by Amari Cooper and the fact that he's not even in this game four days later, kind of tells you the the kind of year the Browns have had. But they've been very lucky. They're a deep team, and this is not like a typical Browns. They're ten. They're ten wins. Only like what the fourth time in like the last thirty years they've won ten games. But obviously they're going to they're going to win this game. They I feared them as a Ravens fan because they already beat them down there in Baltimore and they could be a t- a tough out come postseason time. They're going to make the playoffs and obviously they're going to have a le- legit chance to go far. And Joe Flacco is the comeback player of the year if he if, if it's given to somebody else, you know, shocking, but Browns win 27-13.
1: Yeah, it seems like it's easy to scare you, huh? Scare the Browns, scare the Niners. Yeah. Oh, well,
2: well, you God. got teams, you got teams you 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 know, it's it look, Ravens can be anybody in this league, and I think the Eagles can be anybody in this league. But you know, you have to get them in the right time. All right. Let's get to our segments. Obviously, fantasy is at the end of the season. I don't know if you have any questions, John, but obviously, you know, this is the last week for fantasy questions this year, this season. So fire away if you have any.
0: All right. Well,
4: I mean, I'll keep my short, but we'll, uh, we'll start with Lamar Jackson of the Ravens. Uh, I just think, you know, that uh, until he's a uh, fantasy relevant for this last championship week. If anybody's in the championship game. That has them. I got them at over under twenty
1: three. All right. Well, yeah. Um, probably kind of touched on it too. Like you know, it's possible they have a letdown game after that big win Monday night. But I mean, this is also against Miami for the division. Um, Baltimore's going to come to play. Miami doesn't have a good defense anyway, so I'm going to go with the over. Another one. that
4: could be a little bit tricky. I got over a over under eleven fantasy points for Kenneth Walker of the Seahawks.
1: Ken Walker. Um oh you know what I, I said for the divisions for the conference, the number one seat, sorry. Um yeah. But yeah. Anyway, um for Seattle, yeah, Ken Walker. Um I don't know. That Pittsburgh D is kind of tough. What was the over under number? We
4: got 11.
1: eleven. Um, you know. If you're talking about PPR, I'm gonna go with the over. We'll probably get a couple of receptions too. Might score a touchdown. It's gonna to be and then we
4: got two more questions here. We had a, a good Steeler guy that had a great game last week. Uh over under 10 points for George Pinkins.
1: Oh my god. He had a great he's what he's just like Gabe Davis. He might go off here and there, and then he'll put up a dud. So the fact that he had a huge game last week, I bet you he comes out and puts up, like, you know, two receptions for 30 yards. So I'm going to go with the under. And
4: then uh, last but not least, uh, over under 13 points for uh, Taylor Swift's husband or boyfriend, Travis Kelsey.
0: (laughs) Uh,
1: He's been kind of a bust this year, and he killed one of my fantasy teams because I did draft him. Um, I'm going to go with the under.
2: All right, well, that's it for this week. And probably for the season, right? Yeah. All right, well, Kwame, it's your turn. What's your three things bugging you this week?
3: (laughs) Yeah, and funny. It was a good week, but there's always something.
2: Yep, yep,
3: yep, yep. It's that time again. The the F viewers. And as I said before, this was actually a not so bad week. Uh, Like I got my Christmas trifecta. I got, uh, and within that trifecta, a few dollars were earned. So not bad, but there's always something. And we'll start off with. A big old FU to the team out west, the 49ers who got stomped. All this talk, they were getting all big and bad, that they were just going to run away with it. Everybody was all 49 ers up. And B-more goes out there and shuts that nonsense down. After B-more gives up a safety in the most goofiest way, Lamar didn't have to run that far back into the end zone (laughs) but he runs in the end zone official runs in the end zone he trips it looked like the Keystone cops out there and I'm thinking oh boy are we going to lose is Baltimore going to lose by two points but nope they smack around old Brocko and they intercept him not one not three four times and old Sammy Donald gets in there and they get him one more time so, uh, to the 49ers and all your fans, F you. Number two, the Cowboys. <laughs> Woo-woo. Even though I want money off you, so I appreciate it. But F to the U because you guys thought you were all big and bad at the final drive. And I'm watching the drive saying, I hope they just keep wasting time. Take your time. Just give Miami just enough time to win the game. And I was saying that as i driver, driving, I said, because the most you can do is take a two-point lead. And that's what wound up happening. Give Miami three minutes of time to get down there and kick a nice field goal and say, get up out of here. I mean, that one-point lead. And Miami wins by two, and I cover. So I appreciated that. But as I was watching the game, what I'm thinking to myself is, earlier that day, their old boy, Mr. Coop, hang on, Mr. Cooper, put up 250-something yards. If you I would have kept him and had Sadie Lamb on the other side. Whoa. But your, your boy, Jerry Jones, he's a cheap bastard. Your Jerry boy, Jerry Jones, doesn't understand what it means to be a GM. I wish I could play the clip that I saw on my buddy sent me on TikTok. About your boy from FS1 just ripped in Jerry Jones and the Cowboys and uh, asking him why is he still trying to act like a GM. So for the Cowboys. Oh, and also that play in the beginning of this, the game where you tried uh, to run power into the end zone and my boy grabbed him upper body and pulled him on this side of the end zone and not on that side. And then they might have fun one. If you had Ezekiel Elliott, I think that's a touchdown. Now, I'm not saying Ezekiel would have been worth it the other games, but that one play would have changed your whole game. So, Cowboys, as always, you get that. And finally, it's kind of toss up. There's a few things I want to talk about, but that won't leave on this one. F you to the Chiefs. Man, you bastards couldn't beat the Raiders. Really? What we're doing now? We couldn't even beat the Raiders at home when you needed it. And then you you do you do this nonsense. Oh On back-to-back plays, I'm sorry that there's no audio for the rest of you guys. Actually, I can fix it up. Anyhow, you decide to do back-to-back turnovers or dub stuff. <laughs> Big boy gets a touchdown. And then the next play, <laughs> oh, those are big six. It screws me. Because I had picked them in the our suicide pool. Bastards. All I need you to do is win by six instead, you lose by six. So F you, Chiefs. <laughs> and of course, honorable mention, all you Cowboy fans. Yeah, yeah. You, know you fans. the 49er fans. Especially the texts I get from my buddy. All the nonsense he talks, but I let him have it this time. Yeah, he's he's been quiet after I let him have it. So (laughs) F you to all and
2: 49 fans, them too. Oh yeah,
3: oh yeah, I got them early. Yes, definitely them. Definitely them. So that's it for a happy FU segment.
2: All right. Well, this week, you know, I took my risk, but I don't need to take a risk. I've been I've been terrible this year in my picks this year, obviously. Of course, the Broncos are never taking them again like the Jets. They just keep screwing me over, so F them. And obviously they decided to go F Russell Wilson too. But I was I I told you I what did I tell you? I think the Giants and the points, okay, it seemed like for a minute I was going to lose, and that w- and I would have been fine with that too. But I tell you, this is the Eagles. This is the, what the Eagles are. Seat to your pants, throw wide. Win some, lose some that way. They did win some, but I was a double winner. They won the game, and, they, and <laughs> the Giants covered. <laughs> they covered. They they needed twelve. They won by eight. We want they they lost by eight. I went one and one. I think a few of others went one and one, and sadly, one of y'all did not go one and one. So, Matt, who got the results this week?
1: All right. Well, right off the bat, I ca- I got I was p- kind of pissed off. You know, I'm watching. I picked Green Bay. Give it up five, and they were up big in the fourth quarter. I'm like, oh yeah, I got this. I got this one. And then uh, they let Green, they let Carolina come back and tie the game <laughs> late in the fourth quarter, and then they kick a field goal to win it. So I was giving up five with Green Bay, so I took the L there. But like I said, I put my money where my mouth my mouth is. I've been talking the I was saying the Ravens are going to crush the Niners in this game. I've been saying it for a long time, month and a half at least. So this was my I picked the Ravens. It was my lock of the week too. They were getting five and a half. I was like, I'll take the five and a half, but they're going to win this outright. So, obviously, we saw what happened there. So that puts me at one and one on the week, and for the season, I'm now sitting at 16, 13, and three. Still, the only one above five hundred. Next up yeah. came Kwame, and like, he, like he um, you like you mentioned, you took Miami giving one and a half, and they pulled off that that, that W at late at with that last second field goal. So you you give you, you they got the W by two, you're giving up one and a half. So you got that one, but you came up with uh Houston getting two and a half, and yeah, they didn't do much for you there. Uh, <laughs> that uh, wasn't a good game.
3: That did not work out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. So just like me, you went one and one. So for you on the season, that puts you at um 12, 17, and three. So uh, four uh, games behind me at the moment. Uh, uh, uh. Okay, and then John, the loser of the week. Yeah, game out. you took your boys, the Colts, man. Getting one that one too much. They they that was a, They they were terrible this week. So they're gonna have to write that ship. But for you, that gave you the L right off the bat. Well, actually, you, you took the L starting Saturday because you took the mm-hmm. Bills getting up twelve. And I thought – I, I agree with you. I thought the Bills were going to blow them out. They were my pick in the uh, suicide pool as well. But uh, they won, but not by 12, man, not by 13. Okay. So you took the L there. So you went 0-2 this week, the only one that went 0-2. So that puts you now at 13, 17, and 2. So that actually drops you um, behind Kwame by half a game. So you're now in third place. Four and a, no, no, yeah. yeah. No, 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 sorry. You're a half a game above Kwame. Damn. So you're ah. close. Sorry, I had that wrong. So you're three and a half behind me. Kwame's four. Um, And then. Yeah, Bob, Kwame. Then Kwame yeah. What's that?
4: I was like, Kwame's in, in third place. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Kwame's in third. You're in second. And then the guy in last place for the season, Rob, <laughs> self proclaimed expert. Um, <laughs> you, took the, you took the Broncos. Giving six and a half to the Patriots, yeah. mm, mm, mm. they yeah. lost outright. They lost big, and uh, yeah, yeah, you, you 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 took the Giants getting twelve. Told you, you so. Well,
2: told We're you a so. Best
1: case scenario for you because the Eagles won told, you the so. to cover. told you so. covered. Told you so. That That puts you at 12, 18, and two. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, you're. I want 20
2: losses. I want my 20 losses. (laughs) I want my 20 losses because if I because that will make me the loser of the year. I cannot. I cannot succeed with 20 losses. That's what I'm gunning for now. I can't beat y'all, so I'm going for the other the other Uh, way. Go for it. (laughs) I mean, I'm not the Detroit Pistons. I'm not that terrible, but I'm terrible enough. (laughs) Oh, Detroit Pistons. That's that's a shame. That's crying shame. And that's yeah. basketball we're talking about, folks, basketball.
1: Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's the standing. So if we're doing it the same way we did it last year, you know, last year we did two picks in the regular season, and then we each did one pick each round of the playoffs. We only did one. So if we do it that way, that means we each have eight picks left. And uh, Kwame's behind me by four, John's behind by three and a half. So you guys still have a shot, but you'd have to go on a run, and I'd have to – well, at least keep playing 500, if not lose a bunch.
2: So, what do we get yeah. this week? How do we, or how y'all try to stop the new master at least for this year?
0: I mean,
2: uh, that's uh,
0: plan get your storms well, There's there. your
3: Jets and Browns tied up already. The yeah, I see that. <laughs>
1: <There's noise laughs> in the background there. Um, all right, I'm going so yeah, on picks. So, yeah, there you go. Okay. All right, so I'll start it off with, um, you know, I picked it. I picked that Baltimore San Francisco game last week, and um, sticking with Baltimore here, you're giving up three and a half to Miami. This game's in Miami or in Baltimore. You got a, a a Miami team coming up. The cold weather. I'm not sure what the weather's going to be like up there, but I'm sure it's going to be mid 40s. Up, I
3: think. Yep. Yeah.
1: Oh, About upper. Not 40, freezing. Upper 40s. Not freezing. Okay, I'm still yeah. going with the Ravens. I think they're going to win this game outright. That def- or outright. They're they're giving up three and a half. But I think they're going to cover. Um, I think that defense is going to be all over Tua. Kwame, like you said, uh, uh, Jalen Waddell isn't playing either. Uh, this is going to be a tough one for Miami, I think. And, then I'm also sticking with that Ravens game, and I'm looking at San Francisco-Washington. San Francisco is oh. giving up 13 and a half. I think after that beating they took on Monday night, that was an embarrassment it, in front of a national crowd. I think they're going to come out pumped uh, up and Washington does. Oh, it's actually down to 13 now. Okay. Either way, Washington doesn't stand a chance. Oh. I think San Francisco covers 13. So I'm going with the Niners. Right. Okay.
3: So you're staying in the DMV area. Those games yeah. are right down the road from each other. Um, well. I was thinking about Baltimore myself. That's why I can't do that. I try to catch, even though I'm going have no shot. Um, and I'm thinking about maybe putting a few on it. That's how good I feel about that one. Um, in the meantime, what I will do, <clears throat> I we got a lot of competitive um, games because so many teams are – near each other. I am painfully. I gotta go with what I think is gonna happen. Silver and blue. It's not Detroit. I gotta go with Dallas. I think Dallas is gonna smoke them. And it actually kind of helps the Eagles to keep Detroit down because I don't expect Cowboys to do anything after that. So go okay, and Philly, on 94... They're saying, let's root for the Cowboys. (laughs) I would never
2: root for them in a root canal.
3: (laughs) Hell no. I'm picking Dallas. Give me the five and a half over Detroit because I feel Detroit already had their championship. They are so happy about winning the division title after 30 years. Some guys were in tears. Tears. So I'm not shocked. I'm surprised they didn't have a parade up in Detroit. So I think they're gonna come down there feeling all good about themselves. Dallas is desperate. Dallas loves home. Easy pick. Go gotta go with Dallas.
0: Um
3: and my second one. Um
0: no, that's right. Uh, <laughs> sound a, little, a whole lot of eh. definitely. Not um,
3: I might just go with the Sunday nighter and take the Vikings with a them. It makes me itch to say it. I might have to go with the Vikings with pick'em. Okay. Uh, with well, uh, me,
4: my first one's gonna be the Texans to cover. Um. Uh, and then if I think that if the Eagles are going to win by 12,
3: I'll take the Eagles spread.
1: All right, hold on. Let me write this down. So you, so you got the
3: Texans minus five. Texans
1: minus five. And what was the other one that you took?
4: I took the Eagles spread too.
1: Oh, the oh, Eagles. Really. Okay, that's bold. Maybe we'll we're giving up 11, okay.
3: Yeah, I'm going to leave them alone the rest of the season.
2: well if the rams win there is a scenario where the rams make the playoffs this weekend if they win but that that's still a long shot if they they still going to need to play the 49ers in the gateway to get in but i'm gonna take the rams and and the points there i'll take the rams plus whatever they got what five and a half sees there so give me the rams for that first matchup there's a lot of terrible matchups this week. Uh oh my God. A lot of good ones, actually. They're good ones, but they're tricky ones. Like yeah. you you it's gonna go the other way if I pick them. But then again, I'm not in the business for winning now. I, I want 20 losses. So there you go. There you I go. That's the spirit. I want 20 losses. If if I can get 20 losses, I'll feel so I'll feel so much better about myself. <laughs> you know what? Well, the Browns I'm looking are... at that Patriots and Bills game. game. I'm looking at that Patriot Bills game. Give, see that? I know the Bills are are playing good football lately, but they barely got by with the Chargers. The Chargers are terrible now. They're giving thirteen. I know it's at. I know it's at home. I know it's at home. But the Patriots, I don't want to play Belichick when he's the spoiler. It's rare. It's rare as, rare as the Browns and the and the Lions being contenders is that the Patriots are bad and the and they're a spoiler team. So give me the Patriots and the points. I, I know the the Bills will win, but Patriots will will cover that thirteen. They're playing better than they've been playing lately. That's still a tough defense, and Josh still can make stupid mistakes. He still makes silly mistakes. So give me the Patriots points.
1: Okay. All right. So uh sum it all up here. Um I'm taking Baltimore to cover three and a half against Miami and the Niners to blow out Washington. They're giving up thirteen. They're gonna cover that. Um, Kwame, you're going with Dallas, giving up five and a half against Detroit. I actually agree with that pick, but I am gonna say, man, last time you took Dallas. Not only did (laughs) you get the loss, but you you kicked off a three-game Eagles losing streak that week too. So, I don't know, man. (laughs) Hopefully you don't do it to us again.
3: I know, I know. Well, hopefully. They won't coincide.
1: Yeah. And then you also took Minnesota in a pick against Green Bay. Um, John, you took uh, Houston giving up five to Tennessee with CJ, CJ Stroud. Should be coming back. And then you're expecting the Eagles to finally uh, beat a team by at least two scores, giving up 11 to Arizona. Um, Rob, you got the Rams giving five and a half to the Giants. Um, I, I actually I actually like that one too. But with Tyrod Taylor there, they might have a little bit of life, the Giants. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, and then Buffalo – I wrote this. You took New England – Getting thirteen against Buffalo, yeah, it's too mm-hmm. big a line.
2: The Patriots are a better team than they've been lately. Th- yeah. That's going to be a tougher game for the Bills to win. Yeah,
1: yeah. So you got New England in that one. So yeah, that's the picks.
3: All right. You well, the, we, you you picked the Giants to win, right? I mean, to to
2: no, uh, I picked the Rams. I'm sorry. I picked the Rams. All right. All right. We'll, well, we continue on here. Surprises and disappointments for this past week. Was it a sweet 16 or a four 16 in y'all? Surprises and disappointments go to it.
1: All right. Real quick with this one. Um, I was surprised with uh, Pittsburgh, the way they played. They, they actually they played really good. Um, and uh, uh, what's his name? Mason Rudolph at quarterback. I mean, that was – that was a pretty good that was a they they, they played a good game. Uh the disappointment I'm gonna to give to the Chiefs. Black O so
0: for Tillman.
1: Uh, there's some noise there. I don't know. Um not losing <laughs> to the Raiders, but Aiden O'Connell had zero completions after the first quarter. Yeah, no. So he, he didn't complete a pass after the first quarter. They still lost the game. So yeah, the Chiefs. I forgot
3: to throw that in. Yeah. That was disrespectful.
1: Yeah, it's pathetic. So, Yeah, Chiefs are definitely a disappointment, man.
3: Oof. Yeah, yeah, I almost agree. I mean, when the Steelers jumped on the Bengals, I said, wow, what's going on here? Um, So that was a a bit of a surprise. But I think I was more – a bigger surprise – think with uh, what am I looking for? Well, got some biggest surprise was the Ravens beating up on the 49ers. Like the waiting. Not surprised that they could win, but just surprised at the sheer domination of that victory. And I appreciated that. And yeah, in my case, personally, the, the Chiefs were the biggest disappointment. I forgot, dude, the Raiders didn't even try <laughs> to throw the ball. Like they had, I have to count how many attempts they threw in second, third, and fourth quarter. They just ran off through him. My man had a, what one hundred and forty-five yards, twenty-two carries. Mister right. White and O'Connell couldn't throw another completion. He <laughs> finished sixty-two yards. Y'all lost to that. <laughs> Come on, jeez. Come on.
4: Go ahead, John. Uh, my surprise is the. The Commanders almost coming back to beat the Jets. You know, the Jets were up uh, like 24, or 21, nothing or whatever. And I think the Commanders even took the lead at one point. He did. So, uh, you know, that's my surprise because I really don't think uh, Washington's that good. And they're even starting Jacoby Brissett this week. Uh, So my disappointment, you know, it's kind of obvious that the Falcons beat the Colts. Uh, no, I was expecting the Colts to play better, but they really didn't show it. And somehow Arthur Smith beat us. So that's my disappointment.
2: Well, like I said, my big surprise is how dominant the Cleveland Browns were against uh, the the Texans. I mean, I know they've been good this year, but they've not. The defense hasn't been good on the road, and they just. Amari Cooper had the game of his life over 260 yards. Like everything he touched went for at least 60 yards. And, you know, like you said, Kwame, the Cowboys could be a Super Bowl team if they, if they were smart, if they were smarter with the talent. And they had Amari Cooper. He put 200 yards on us once. I remember the guy, the guy is that good. But the fact is they couldn't utilize him properly. So he's a Cleveland Brown, and look what he did with Joe Flacco, of all people. Joe Flacco, 38 years old. But he's not your average backup quarterback, so think about that. He's not like all these other SMOs. He's a Super Bowl-winning MVP guy. So, heck, Browns are in good shape here. That's why they, they could have, a, they could be in the AFC Championship game. I'll even put that as a bold prediction that they'll probably get to the AFC Championship game at this rate. John has has a disappointment in his Colts. The entire AFC South is a disappointment. 0 for 4 this past week. Really. And you're fighting for a playoff. Three teams are fighting for a playoff spot. None of them have any momentum right now. I mean, the Colts surprisingly lose. Tennessee, even though they're not in the fight, Seattle did the same thing they did to us. Late game, clutch, touchdown. Wasn't Drew Locke's loser ass. It was Geno Smith. An upgrade. So, Seattle still has, has some life left. We didn't even mention them in the in the playoff thing. Sh- shame on me. I'm a sorry bastard for doing that, for, for keeping them out since they beat Don't us. Don't have to worry. Don't have to worry. Yeah. But but still, the AFC South is a huge disappointment this week. 0 for 4. It's too late in the season for y'all to, to look like that. My dummy <sighs> of the week is kind of – I'm taking a shot at the NFL. And I normally don't want to take a shot at them, but let's be honest: the Ravens and the Dolphins is the biggest game of the of the season in the AFC. You have home field advantage on the line, the top two teams. Why in the why in the fuck is this matchup at one o'clock regional game? Why not a Sunday night game? Not a Saturday night game? Not a Monday night game? Regional. Everybody can't see it. It's Matt and I could be used as a unanimous pick. No, it's bullshit. And the NFL should be ashamed of themselves because they're putting all these weird games on Thursday night. They're putting more than it used to be. One team gets a Thursday night game. Now it's using that as, re, 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 you know, recycling to be, the NFL has to change some things. They have to change some, some things up because, You know these games all. You know you're going to be you're going to give us bad games. I mean the Vikings and the the Vikings and the Packers are a really good game because it's a playoff eliminator, but it shouldn't be a Sunday night game. It should be a Saturday night game. And Detroit and 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 the Cowboys should be no. They should be a Monday night game. It's a Monday night crew. Joe Buck and Aikman. Why is this a Saturday night game? To me. The, the Vikings and the Packers should have be been the Saturday night game. The Ravens and the Dolphins should be the Sunday night game. And the Cowboys and the Lions should be the Monday night game. But the NFL don't know what the hell they're doing. They just put anything up there They think that they know what they're what we, we the viewers, want to see. And sadly, you know, they've been right. Yeah, Goodell and and all the, and all the sorry bastards, Al Rivera and all you Sally, sorry bastards, y'all all dummies of the week for this schedule. There's no reason why all these games should be in the wrong. They're in the wrong place at the wrong time. At least at least the Eagles and Cardinals are at one o'clock. At least they got that right.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But at the end of the day, the primetime games are are all a waste of time for the for where they're supposed to be the NFL are dummies of the week. All right. Well, we have a tradition here on this look back show. Even though we don't talk about college football much, we get to the to this part of the year and we talk about it, the college football playoffs. The future, like I said, Matt Knows that he's he got, he's got, he's, he put his scouting hat on, you know, lovely hair, by the way. I saw, I saw your cap off, lovely hair, by the way. But, oh, yeah, yeah. But anyway, yes, yes. Rhymes of our friend at, at the comedy, uh, Kwame and I, friend, whatever his name is, that comes up sometimes. But anyway, but anyway, oh. but like I said, we get to this time of the year where. Somebody's got to win a national championship and the future of the National Football League will be in, in display. So, and for the first time in my life, I'm going to bet on a college football game. I'm betting on the college football playoffs this Saturday. Join me at this closed, lo- at this closed location. But anyway, moving on, we got to pick these two games. So the first game is the Sugar Bowl, even though that's the latter game, that would be played on Monday. It would be played on Monday. Washington Huskies, winners of the Pac 12, the final winners of the Pac 12, even though two teams are going to try to keep that tradition going next year, but it's only two teams. Makes no sense. Playing the AC, the Big 12 champs, Texas Longhorns. Hook them Longhorns, whatever, you know whatever. You know, I don't know I don't know I'm not not from Texas but anyway but a big matchup for the right to play for the national championship the next the week following on January 8th but a big matchup two teams that are hungry determined and dedicated to put on a hell of a show and give their fan base long standing fan bases a chance. Washington has won a national championship in thirty in over 30 years, Texas in over nearly two decades. Critical matchup, Sugar Bowl, go ahead.
1: All right, well, yeah, we're in overtime now, so uh, we'll keep this tight. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I haven't watched as much college football this year, but I do know the players that are coming out in the draft. I keep more of an eye on the players than most of the teams. But uh in this game, the one guy that I've always had my eye on since his freshman year in Indiana, that's Michael Penix. And when we talk about the draft, I'll talk about him. But he's my favorite quarterback in this that's gonna be in this draft. I think he's a stud. So I'm going with Washington here. And I think it's gonna I'm gonna put the final score at uh 41-33. Yeah. Um
3: yeah, I, I like him too uh he's uh let's say a, a lefty who throws like a laser he reminds me a lot of uh, of Lamar um his ability to scramble um and uh Texas is nice I'm still not sure they're necessarily deserving of being here so I am going to lean on Washington also another high school affair I'm gonna say with 30. At least
0: 38
4: to 24. Uh, what I'll say... Uh, I mean, I really don't follow, you know, the college football outside of a couple of teams like Penn State and Alabama and teams like that. Uh, but what I will say, according to some of my research here... Um, I mean, I really don't have much to say about this game, but I do like Washington to come out on top. Uh, You know, I mean, the quarterback there, from what I've seen, he's okay. But uh, I got Washington, 35, Texas, 28.
2: I'll make it quick. Obviously, these are two teams that are hungry. Michael Phoenix might be mad because he didn't win the Heisman over Jalen Daniels, so... He obviously has a chip on his shoulder, but Quinn Evers has a chip on his shoulder. Obviously, you know Texas; they've been they've been a very good team this year, and obviously things are right things are really right with them, and they're playing really good football here. Going down here as they as this as they also moving on to the SEC next year. But I just think that this matchup it's going to come down to the trenches trenches. You know, lines of scrimmage and all that. Okay. but I'm going to go with Texas. I think, you know, this year they're they're desperate. I mean, Washington One. didn't get a lot of respect because of Oregon, but they beat them twice, so I'll give them a lot of credit there. But Texas oh. is a dangerous team right now. I just think that the way they're playing, they they can they can even smoke them. They can even smoke them. But I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Texas here not saying that I'm giving out that for for a wager yes. but give me Texas and the foul score 46 to
0: 38. all good. right
2: now the other matchup and this one is the bigger one it's the Rose Bowl and it's a lot lots of on the line here the the team of the of the century Alabama is back they're back in the playoff and they're playing Michigan and John and what could be Jim Harbaugh's last college coaching game if they don't win. Obviously, critical matchup. Lots going in there. Michigan is in the playoff for the third straight year. Will they be ousted for the third straight year in the semifinal? And then obviously is Alabama and Saban on his pack for a seventh championship, like Richard Petty and Dale Earnhardt. Will he be called a seven-time champ when these playoffs is over, they get to the national championship, or will they? Is Michigan – is this their final lead year? They break the dam. But you got to do it against the, the biggest SOB in the business. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, Alabama was able to get in the playoffs. They, I mean, it was a quality win pulling off the upset on Georgia at in the SEC championship game. But um, um, Michigan has been dominant this year. Uh, they did get caught cheating, but you know as much as I hate both of the horror balls, especially Jim, a bunch of both of them are a bunch of a couple crybabies. But I really hate Jim more. Um, either even so, Michigan I think is going to dominate this game. So I'm going to say 34-20. Back okay.
0: in
3: Um. <laughs> That's where John was watching the game. Michigan, um, they've, they've, they've definitely been dominant. Um, I was really impressed. The game that impressed me the most with them, they came to Pennsylvania and played big old bad Penn State. In the second half, they disrespected them by not even passing. Not one pass. They just ran on them the whole second half. <laughs> And I said, damn, that's disrespectful. It work. So, whether Harbaugh is actually still inside signs, eh, maybe. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. So, just for that reason alone, Michigan, and I've always hated Alabama anyway. Um, I'm tired of them. So, I think Michigan will win 35 to 20. <laughs> It's you, John.
4: Oh, I didn't s stay hear your your thing. You said Michigan 35? Yeah, 3520.
3: Yeah, 35 20.
4: Ah. Uh with me. Um I think it's gonna be a much closer game. I don't think it's gonna be that big of a blowout. I'm gonna stick with Alabama to win. I'll say twenty eight
2: twenty-four over Michigan. Look, Michi- Michigan is is a is has been good this year, but they're like the Eagles. They're the college version of the Eagles. They've been just getting by with some of the teams they beaten. and you know they barely beaten a lot of these teams. Penn State has no offense. It was it was home field advantage with with Ohio State. In fact, Ohio State gave them a better game than last year, and this year they didn't make it. They didn't even make it. They got their ass whipped last year and made it. This year they didn't, and they didn't make it. So, I mean, Michigan's a, is a good team, but they're playing Alabama. Let's be honest; it's the SEC. Them playing against the SEC comes up small. Hell, they played TCU last year and came up small. So, what do you think Alabama's going to do to them? Look, like, like, I know y'all not a big fan of of uh, of um Saban and all of them. And obviously, Paul Finebaum, that little that rat bastard, he 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 kisses the ass that that feeds him to that conference, and Saban. But at the end of the day, it's still Alabama. They're still, I mean, they're not the Kings, but they're the Patriots. They're the pit. They're the Brady Belichick of that of that of college football. They know what they're doing. They're in the position that they're in, and they're gonna whip their ass in the second half. I don't see, I don't see where where Michigan wins this game. For some reason, I just, not against Alabama. Maybe against any of these other teams, not Alabama. So give me, so give me roll tide, like soul train. Mm, 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 mm. Forty-one Ah! 41-28. All right. It All right. Now we have a bonus pick. Kwame's loser team, Florida State lost. They're, they're undefeated. They're, so they're, losers. Un, they're <laughs> unbeaten conference champs that missed the playoffs. and They're playing Georgia in the, what's the bowl? Peach Bowl? Not the Peach Bowl. What, what is that bowl? We're in the Orange Bowls. Thank Orange you very ball. much. So, you, we have a bonus pick, but here's the catch. Matt and John are off, and I are off the hook. We don't have to pick this game. You do Kwame. So what do you think your Florida state is going to do to the two time defending national champs in the consolation bowl to the playoff?
3: Well, as I've stated to you before, I think it's a shame that we're not in the big one because we are undefeated. However, I understand Um. We got our backup quarterback who's a little shaky. Um, he still won won the Acc title with him. Uh actually that was our third string, our second string played though pretty well against Florida the the week before that. So he should be back. Um so I don't playing Georgia as like I mean it's amazing that I played the defending champs. So I'm going to go with the fact that Florida is an underdog by 20. Now, I'm going to pay Florida to cover the 20. But I might put a few on that. I mean, uh, we'll see. Maybe a little on the money line, but
2: I'll go with Florida State to cover. All right. What's the score? You got a score?
3: Yeah. <laughs> Because I have to say Florida, Florida State uh, 24, Georgia 34.
2: All right. At least you're, you're being respectful there. All right. We got one more game here, and we'll make it quick. We've talked about it all night. Detroit and Dallas, critical matchup. It's big for the Eagles because if, if Dallas loses this game, we beat the Cardinals. NFC champs, NFC East champs once again. But obviously, there's more fish to fry. The one seed is still in play for both teams. Dallas is a long shot, but Detroit can still win the one seed and actually has the tiebreaker over the Eagles over common opponents. So there's a d- good chance Detroit may actually end up with the two seed over the Eagles if they finish with the same record, rumoredly. But, but obviously, it's a critical matchup. Detroit's going to Dallas, a place nobody's won at this year, and only one team has been within one score of.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So choose wisely when you pick this game. Go ahead.
1: All right, I'm just going to pretty much give you a score. We've already talked about these teams. Um, Dallas is, like you said, too, too tough at home. Um, I think they're going to win, and I'm going to say 30 to 20. <laughs>
0: Yep.
3: I already talked about it because I said that I picked the house to win so I'm going to stay with it and I think they'll win
0: 31-17 uh, with me I have a little little squirm about this I'll
4: say um I just think that the the pass rush of the Cowboys would be too much for golf. Uh, So I think, you know, the only way the Lions win this game is they have to rely on the running game. And I just think that's going to be a lot to play over, you know, uh, over time or not over time, over a span of 60 minutes. So I favor the Cowboys. I got them to win. Uh, final score 27 Cowboys Lions 21.
2: I'll be short. I mean, I'll probably watch this game. I have nothing else to do on Saturday night, night before New Year's. Obviously, Dallas is at home, they're comfortable, they're better off. Detroit might be feeling themselves since they are the division champs, even though they have still higher ideas of what they want to do. But Dallas has been so good at home, they've been so good at home, even. Against good teams, they can beat them down. So, we've seen it. So, Dallas is going to win pretty comfortably. Well, not as comfortable, but comfortable enough. They'll win 38-28. to 28. Okay. All right. Well, we have one more order of business, and then we'll be done here. Our suicide pool results. Where do we stand? I didn't do well. Me and Kwame decided to pick Kansas City and got burned for it. I don't know how I got burned to that to, to to a team that didn't even throw a pass after the first quarter or completed. Didn't complete. Like why? How's that how do you do that? How the hell do you do that?
3: Exactly.
2: Makes no well, it freaking is. sense. Um,
3: Matt picked the Bills early and got two points. So I was feeling pretty good because I can overcome two. <laughs> I had the Chiefs. And we know what just happened there. Minus six. I just needed six plus. I could leapfrog and get the lead. But um, now Matt's 133. I got 122. Two weeks left. Ken is pretty much checked out, but he's still hanging in third. It's 67. Mr. Smitty plus two with Matt plus three he's at 56. And Rob Bob picked a minus six with me. So plus 32. Two weeks left.
1: Yeah, That's going to happen. Thing, the only thing for me, I've been saving the Bills and Eagles all year. Um, and weeks ago, my plan was to take the Eagles here in week 16 against the Giants and then take the Bills this coming week against the Patriots. And when the Eagles have played, I might not even pick them at this point. You know? <laughs> I mean, they, they, they don't blow anyone out. I need points. So...
3: We'll see, but yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I see. Okay, I see that strategy. But I got yeah. the bills week before. The bills helped me out the week before, though.
2: Twenty one. Yeah, I could what? tell. I could text Ken if he wants to pick any more games. He hasn't picked. He only picked once in the last. Yeah, seven he's weeks. out, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's still beating us. He's still beating me and John, but John, but John got burned with the Chargers pick, though he got yeah. really, he got really screwed there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm still bad, but I haven't picked, I haven't picked something that terrible, at least not in the, since October. Yeah, not since the the Bengals. That was your worst. Yeah, but there's still two two weeks left, and crazy shit have can happen crazy shit can happen. All right, well that's all we have for this episode. I mean, I think we're next Wednesday. We'll we'll keep it we'll we'll try to see what we we what our schedule is. You know, get check back with Kwame's schedule. That's where it, that's where it's at. But yeah, we'll be we'll be back next week in some capacity week 17 looking back. We'll look at the playoff scenarios. And we'll see who makes it and who doesn't. And we'll obviously hope that the Eagles will actually win by more than 14 points. Fingers crossed there. But this is our last show of 2023. When we come back, it will be 2024. And lots to look forward to. Lots to get into. Lots to think about. Oh, yeah, by the way, Ken is coming back for our Week 18 Look back episode. He will preview the playoffs with us. He is he is coming back for week 18 episode. Not this coming week, but the week after. So yeah.
0: okay.
2: Ken will be back for that episode. And obviously the four of us will be back next week. So enjoy your New Year's and keep your holiday spirit. Happy Kwanzaa, whoever celebrates. And we'll see you next week. Ooh, that's scary. Nigga
3: a boom. if
1: I get rocked for my kids, is that real? Even though what we do is wrong, We still hustle till the sun come
0: up. a 40 when the sun go down. It's a cold winter. Y'all better bundle
3: up. And I better be a hotter summer Grab a you just to rock it down. You hot now, listen
1: up. Don't you know cops' sole purpose is to lock us down and throw away the kids?
2: price I should took any